0: In the entertainment capital of the world, it's the T.C. Martin Show. We are seeing a special performance in this first half tonight. The doctor operates here. Well, he has trouble with the spin. and the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State's Jalen Watts-Jackson, and he scores on the last play of the game. Unbelievable. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. Hey, here with me, Wild. They brought
1: some guns and some and they never quit. The Thought is now in. Oh yeah, good Monday to you. TC Martin show is streaming live wherever you may be.
2: TCmartinshow.com. Ballpark Frank in the house. What's going on, my man? Oh, you know, uh one week from the Super Bowl, uh finally saw a Pro Bowl that I don't know if anybody watched any of it. <laughs> oh,
1: my goodness. That's what we need to talk about today. Exactly. Or should we say that for Terrible Tuesday? Because I did not watch it. And, you know, I had no interest in it. And I was kind of void of, of a lot of sports over the weekend because, you know, I was on the road. but And I didn't even realize until this morning when I said, okay, got to get ready for Super Bowl week, show prep today. I go, wait a minute. There was the Pro Bowl yesterday or was there not? Because remember, it was just virtual.
2: Well, yeah, and it, and it was. It, I think there was three players from each side, and then there was like a celebrity person. Uh, I know Snoop Dogg was one of the people right. playing, and Bubba Wallace was playing, and and he made the comment, "Well, I'm at a disadvantage here because all I do is make left turns for a living." So, you know, I mean, he threw the joke out there himself. But it's like, I I don't know. I I think I saw one or two. I, I, they weren't even actual game highlights. They were of. Marshawn Lynch, like, busting his chair or something like that, jumping up and down at a bad call or something. I I really don't know what happened. I didn't watch it, but it was like, I'm just wondering. I'm assuming the numbers had to be horrific. Horrific.
1: Well, remember, you could only find it on certain platforms, and the only broadcast station it was on was NFL Network, and not a lot of people have the NFL Network. It was but I thought I saw when I was channel
2: surfing that ESPN, two had some of it. They were showing something or whatever. They had to show so.
1: something that was uh, in, in correlation to, but not the broadcast, because NFL Network had the rights to it. So, obviously, ESPN wouldn't, but they sh- unless they were doing some offshoot thing, like, you know, a lot of times with these big events – The other networks would do, like, remember we used to see the lingerie competition or the flag football version, which would be on another network sometimes.
2: By the way, that lingerie league is now called the Legends League. (laughs) Really? uh, Yes. Who
1: who are the stars of the legends of the lingerie?
2: No idea, but I remember when Vegas had a team, and uh, I went to a couple of the games, and we would have some of the ladies come down. There was one woman when we were doing a remote years ago at the old uh, ESPN zone Mm -hmm. over at New York, New York, right? and she challenged any guy in the audience to do push-ups against her, and she would do one-arm push-ups and beat them. And a couple guys jump up, and she did like over eighty one-arm. I mean, she was like a beast, and she was a player. Yeah, yeah, she was a player. She yeah. was, a, she was, she was a
1: linebacker. Sounds like she was a formal weightlifter too, or something uh, she, like that. She, she
2: definitely did a lot of different things. So you know, she, I mean, she was an athlete. She used to, I, I think, she used to like throw the javelin or the shot put or something in women's track and field yeah. in it. But no, I mean, some of those, the, some of those ladies really took it seriously. i and well, I'm assuming they still do. I don't right. even know where the teams are on yeah. that anymore, but I know Vegas doesn't yeah. have one. But uh yeah, they were actually some some interesting young ladies because uh they took it very seriously and they liked the physical contact. So yeah, you know, back to the Pro Bowl and we talked
1: with a uh, my good friend Amon Green, the former Packer, who is now the you know, the gamer he's always been a gamer extraordinaire, but now the head coach at Lakeland University, there in Wisconsin, uh, the esports league, and uh, like I said, they hey they were going to be watching it and checking it out, had all the strategy and everything. So uh, not my genre, but you know we did talk about it last week, so I didn't get a chance to to see it. But I guess ESPN ABC did have some, I guess they called it like celebration highlights or pregame celebration festivities and that sort of thing. So maybe that, that's what you saw. But yeah. I, I, I know it was I, like an hour-long show or whatever that it had because okay, it had so it from
2: this time thing, and I was like... I oh, wish you would have saw it because I, I was,
1: again, I didn't even bother trying to find it, but we would be watching, or whoever watched it, they were watching people with consoles in their, in their hands, thumbing away oh, at... Yeah. And, and, and that's what we'd be watching for, what, two and a half hours or so? This is what we... Well, this is what the broadcast was.
2: Well, no, but then the broadcast was also what was going on on the big screens, what they were all doing. So, but you there's could no watch physical the
1: football. There's actually no players. Well, suited of course, up. there's not. Well, what do you mean? Of course, there's not. There always has been. Not in a gamer world. <laughs> I mean, in, in gaming, it's a, it's a big thing. Okay, hold on. So, I mean, Numbchuck just uh, got something up here. And why is it all the time when we're watching these things, because we, we saw this during the, the pandemic, where we we saw basketball players going at it. This, why is it that we always have to look at the field or the court from, like, the end zone? Now, we're watching regular football, and we're looking at it, you know, f- from sideline to sideline. You know, we've got the, the camera at the 50 and cameras at the 20 and the goal line. Why, why are we looking at it from the end zone here?
2: Wouldn't that be more an I'm on green question than a yeah, me question? Yeah, so it, it would. I have it absolutely would. zero yeah. idea. Get AG back I on don't the... know. Yeah, exactly. Because that's I how they make them. I don't know what I'm looking at here. I'm looking
1: at a, a football field. Obviously, you could tell the th- this wasn't current because it looks like there's 70,000 fans in the stands there.
2: Well, you can have 70,000 virtual fans. Oh, of course, I can see I, that. And, then I seven, and, and I got I'm, I'm assuming those fans probably aren't even wearing masks, right? <laughs>
1: Correct. That's what I'm saying. And I'm looking at eight Hamanagers around the outside with their headphones, and so commentary. I don't, I don't get this.
2: Like I say, I I know there was Snoop Dogg and Bubba Wallace. Yeah. I know Marshawn Lynch was there. I know Kyle Murray was there. I don't remember all the other ones, but yeah, I think they had three NFL players on each side, and then there was Snoop Dogg and Bubba Wallace is the other two. Like they do a pretty know, good job of making these guys look. Uh, I'm looking at Devonte Adams dancing in the end zone right now. It looks like
1: Devontae Adams. got his Packer helmet on.
2: Well, I mean, yeah. they take this stuff serious. Have you, I'm sure you've seen those videos. When these guys come in and they actually do like the whole, like, you know, they get their moves and they put them down. They, do. and they I mean, they, they they take it very seriously, and these guys get a little bit of cheddar for that stuff too. Uh, so. I think this is real NFL because uh, they, they just scored a touchdown, and then these guys went right to the camera uh, to strike the pose. There you go. Well, now, wait, if it was real NFL, was there a flag on the plate? <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't see that, but –
1: yeah, I can't believe this. I'm actually watching this now. This is, and there's must be something. Uh, uh, there's a bunch of XOs in the end zone. I don't know what that means. You know, that's love and kisses, isn't it?
2: Well, I, I think on that it's the oh, XOs well, of the football field. Yeah, is that? Oh, really? Okay. Yes. yes there you go. Yes, I I believe that's what that would be. There. Valentine's
1: Day is coming up, my friend, so. No, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> All right, he is VGK Frank. There it is. He is. The love I lost, as Harold Melvin the Blue Notes once said, "There's your love is lost, my friend."
2: Yeah, happy VD everybody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Today on the program, <laughs> we're taking you live to Tampa Bay. T.J. Reeves, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers sideline reporter, he is a uh, just he's just loving every moment of this right now. I know that uh, he got a chance to. Take some pictures over the weekend, I guess, with the Lombardi trophy on display there. Today was supposed to be, or I guess actually was, media day. And, you know, media day was always the, the Tuesday before the Super Bowl. And we know that was the craziest time for... You know, uh, for players and coaches and, and, and pseudo-media members. Oh, yeah. All, yeah. The,
2: all the Howard Stern people there saying, Baba Booey and this, yeah. and the That's other. That's why I say yeah. this all, pseudo. Yeah, all, all, all the crazy right. questions of people that don't know anything and they're not down there to know anything.
1: Right. So that has gone by the wayside. Don't have that happening this year. So today they went virtual media day. Where reporters got to sit by the pool, even though it wasn't a very nice day in Tampa today. It's real windy out there. I saw Sal Palantonio out, I guess, by the pool, all bundled up, and he's asking Tom Brady some questions. And so, yeah, the reporters were at their hotels or wherever they were, and then uh, they did these Zoom things. I saw one with Rob Gronkowski, and. uh He said, you know, I'm kind of digging this. You know, I don't have to be around the masses and everything. I can be sitting here in my underwear just, uh, you know, talking to you guys. Yeah, you know, all good. And I know a lot of the reporters thought that this virtual media day was a lot better than the chaos that normally ensues. Because if you are a regular media member... A sports media member who covers the NFL on a regular basis. I mean, okay, you're into your craft. You want to get this, but then you have to fight, like you said, with the guys from the the goofball media. I mean, Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel. They'll send, oh yeah, you know, send people, people and do that. All the time. that. Yeah. And then we, you have a throng, a huge throng of the international media. They come in, and half these guys can't even understand the questions. And again, none of them really, for the most part, are sports related. And, you know, you'll get, uh, I remember Playboy used to send a reporter there and, you know, some of the other magazines,
2: Hustler and that sort of thing, and, and some of the guys would have fun with that. Well, and, remember, and, remember way back when they w- you would show the Vegas odds and the, that kind of stuff, and they were like, no, no, but, but that's what every single player and media outlet from all over the place wanted to see, right. what are the prop bets, what are this, that, and the other. Right. When the NFL wanted nothing to do with Vegas, but everybody down there, that's all they wanted to look at. Right, right. So, yeah, virtual media day today uh, in Tampa. So that's
1: what's going on. So we'll talk to T.J. Reeves about that a little bit later on. So hang tight. with He'll join us here at the bottom of the hour live from Tampa Bay. And I thought we'd have T.J. on actually twice this week thought we'd have him on today at the beginning kind of the beginning of, of the hype for the super bowl and again I, he he's living it he's our correspondent he's there on the scene there in, in tampa great friend of the program and everything and i thought okay then we'll reconvene with him maybe on thursday or maybe even friday while we're at the cosmopolitan doing our big super bowl show and uh maybe friday so monday friday thing with tj so he can give us uh you know what's happening there as we get closer to kickoff as well, and you know he, he's loving it because I'm I'm pretty sure this is the first Super Bowl that he's covered down there, and again being able to, you know, be have your own team in the Super Bowl in your home stadium, which this has never happened in the 55 years of the Super Bowl, it's got a pr- it's pretty cool, and I'm very happy for him to you know for all broadcasters to get a chance to to do events like this, you know, that is the the pinnacle. I mean, if you cover baseball. You, you you love for those guys to be able to cover a world series if you're uh, covering an NFL football team and you're actually getting a chance to do the game day broadcast of the Super Bowl it's uh, it's it's the ultimate and i know you know covering the packers i didn't do i i did pregame shows and that sort of thing but uh, and that was always pretty cool too when you have these big you know NFC championship games and Super Bowls that sort of thing so yeah that that really is a is a big bright spot and as you know with the golden knights Going back in the inception, you doing the uh, the pregame show and the intermission and all that stuff, and me doing my show there. But you got to, you know, you were leading right into it, and uh, that that had to be a great moment for you for doing the Stanley Cup Finals.
2: Oh yeah, it was incredible out there, and then meeting all the people from NHL Network and NBC and everybody that came by yeah. and getting to talk to them and everything. No, I mean it was, and 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 that's one of the things that I think is kind of uh, it's it's a little bit strange because, and I know that Golden Knights fans out here are. They're a rabid fan base, and they love their team in that. But it came so easy for them in their first year, and then they just expect it every year that they're going to win the Cup in that. And it's not, you know, I mean, you look at Washington won it that year. They'd never won it. Winnipeg, who they beat in that series, they'd never advanced through a round before, even back when they were Atlanta. So... You know, it came so easy and that kind of stuff. And now Golden Knights fans act like they're long suffering waiting for the Stanley Cup or something. And there's still organizations that have been around for 20, 30, 40 years that have never won a cup. So, but yeah, no, it, it was definitely exciting. It was certainly one of the pinnacles of my career in that. And, you know, uh, you know, Hopefully the the Golden Knights will be back there soon, but, you know, maybe the Raiders, and who knows? uh, You you assume that the NBA or somebody's going to be following too, but, you know, very happy for TJ. I'm just wondering if it's him or the Twins that are more excited about what's going on right right now. exactly. (laughs) And and I felt,
1: uh, you know, sad last year because the the year that the Aces make it to the WNBA Finals, we're not broadcasting the games, so I get left out of that, but doing the playoff games, Mm -hmm. you know, the year before was very cool, but just to think we could have been hosting a WNBA finals. Instead, it was in the bubble in Florida last year. And, again, it just didn't have that. It was great for the players, but, you know, definitely the fans didn't get to to participate. We didn't get a chance to, you know, to, to broadcast the radio call there. But, again, we're talking about doing stuff at, at the pinnacle. So, hopefully, we can get back to fans this year. And the way the aces could be lined up, this could be the year where, you know, they could be in the WNBA finals again and hopefully, you know, We have that home-court advantage.
2: Yeah, well, it'll certainly be one of the favorites, if not the favorite once again. So, But, uh, yeah, uh, Mm -hmm. looking forward to seeing you back on the sideline there and getting fans back in the stadiums. And I I still think that it's going to be something extra special. And I know all the teams say they're cheering for each other. There's going to be something special for that first team that actually wins a Major League Professional Championship. And that's nothing against the Aviators or anything Mm -hmm. like that because baseball and the AAA has been around here for a long, long time. And Jim Gemma, Chuck Johnson, you know, all the people – There, they do a tremendous job. Appreciate all of them, consider all of them friends. But that first major league championship you know, you would think it'd be the Aces or the Golden Knights because they're both right on the precipice of that. But you know, things can happen, and we've seen teams turn it around quickly in the NFL. Maybe the Raiders get back there, but uh, I I do think it's going to be special. And then they're all saying, Well, no, no, we just want to win one, it doesn't matter when. To me, there's still something special about being that first There's no question. Team. You know, just like, yeah, I mean, no look doubt. at how people still revere that UNLV team from 90. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, again, and that's really that's the last time you know people people can hang their hat on that. They were the
2: last uh, championship and the only you know championship here, as well too. Well, but, and back then the, these other teams didn't exist. Exactly. I mean, the baseball one did, but again, it was Triple A, and yeah. it's like you know, I mean, if you win a, tri- you know, it's it's like if if the Wranglers or the Old Thunder would have won a championship, it would have been nice, but it's not a major league professional yeah. level championship. And, and, and
1: let's be honest too, with minor league baseball, it does lose a lot of luster because the players that got you there most
2: of them are called up exactly. and playing yep. with a major league team yep. and they, they're not there. Was, yeah, I've always thought that was interesting how that so, how that happens but well, um but you yeah. know but I mean still you know it's a, it's still fun and exciting to to hang that on there but yeah. uh, But you're right though. I think I think that does mean something.
1: We talk about you know who who's the first and that sort of thing and we talked about oh the first guy the, the team captain to hoist the cup and that sort of thing and I kind of downplayed that a little bit but when we're talking about the first team in your city to win a championship, I definitely think that that 's bragging rights, and everyone will say, "Hey, we support each other you know the the golden Knights uh, support the aces and the aces support uh, you know u n l v and um, and of course, the Raiders you know support everybody and and, and they do to a certain degree, but everybody you 're right wants that bragging rights of, of being the first team to win a championship in their city, no doubt about it, and hopefully. I think the way we're going, we could have multiple championships, you know, maybe over the next decade. Oh,
2: absolutely. The the, the first one might just be a couple months away from the second one. It might just depend on the timing of when your finals are going to take place. There is that possibility of that happening. And, again, uh, you know, to Bill Foley and the Vegas Golden Knights credits, you know, they kind of laid the groundwork for everybody else and the availability for them to come out here to show that professional major league sports could work in this city. And now we're, you know, and then there was a question, well, well, can they support an NFL, NHL? Oh, WNBA? And now they're talking NBA and this. All of a sudden it went from can they do this or that. It's like, well, how can somebody else jump on there? You know, now we have an AHL team out here for crying out loud. In the city in the desert where somebody said hockey would never work, we now have two professional hockey teams. And let's don't forget, I I think
1: that Major League Baseball will be here within the next 10 years as well too. There was already that talk of – possibly the a's coming here and they already have a location for the stadium they're talking about you know blowing up the rio and maybe making that happen which makes total sense well the, and but, they were
2: talking about blowing up the Rio for the raiders so right? i mean yeah and there's certain yeah. locations you know the yeah there's and, definitely places yeah. out here that it could get done and it would and there are a work. couple of major
1: league baseball franchises again that are struggling big time and again this isn't something we're making up this is these are stories that have have come out over the last year or so and you know, we talk about them when when they happen, and that I I definitely think NBA is coming, and I I'll say Major League Baseball will probably be here as well too. And now think about it. what are we talking about? Five, six, you know, <laughs> professional sports franchises in Las Vegas could be happening.
2: Yeah, yeah. This is really and and still getting all the big UFC events and all oh. the big boxing matches yeah. and everything else. Again, once things get back to whatever the normal is going to be and people get assemblance, and hotels can be at their max again, and we have fans back in the seats and that kind of stuff. You know that around this entire country, and really around the world, everybody is just waiting for the availability to hop on a plane and come out here and live Vegas and enjoy Vegas for what it's known as.
1: No doubt. Alright, Matthew Holt will join us uh, next hour as well too. A lot of Super Bowl talk as we start the hype up. Like I said, T.J. Reese from the Buccaneers will join us a little bit later this hour. And then next hour, Matt Holt joins us from U.S. Integrity as we talk from the sportsbook side. Will we have a record betting handle this year? That is the big talk because you don't have the big uh, gatherings in the sportsbook. Obviously, we're not going to be doing uh, a party this year which uh, kind of saddens me but will there be that kind of action and handle with limited numbers allowed in the sports book that's a big question and a lot of people are predicting that uh, we are probably not so we'll get into that with uh, with Matt Holt want to talk some some football though we talked last week a lot about the Green Bay Packers uh, after you know the Packers season ended a week ago from yesterday with their loss To the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Aaron Rodgers held his press conference last Monday and basically was saying that, hey, he didn't know what this team was going to look like next year, didn't know what his future was like. So that gave us a whole week of fodder talking about what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. You and I discussed this and saying, hey, at least I was saying that he's not going to go anywhere. It, it doesn't make any sense. And people talking about drafting Jordan Love from Utah State, forget about it. Well, today, finally, uh, general manager Brian Gutekunst and head coach Matt LaFleur uh, did their season-ending press conference, and they got a chance to, to answer some questions. Uh, Brian Gutekunst, the general manager, says when he was asked about Aaron Rodgers, he goes, hey, I don't think I have to do a lot of assuring him because I think obviously his play speaks for itself. Because I'll say this, we're really excited not only for the next year, but the years to come with Aaron Rodgers. He's playing at such a high level that he always has, and I think this year this was a very special team. It didn't finish like we wanted it to finish, but I think everyone's purely motivated to get back, and I think, like I said, I don't think there's anything that we have to do. He's our quarterback. He's our leader. That's fine. I don't know what took you a week to say that, but again, that's kind of really basically stating the obvious. So
2: Maybe ma- it took a week because they had to say no to the Rams calling and asking about him. Well, and,
1: <laughs> and a reporter asked about that. It said, hey, is, is that true? And he goes, no, not at all. And, of course, you know, we'll get into that news, too, is the, the big NFL news that happened yesterday with Matt Stafford, now a member of the Rams, getting traded for Jared Goff. But back to Matt LaFleur, he had this to say when he was asked about Aaron Rodgers.
0: Uh, is that a trick question? Um, absolutely. There's there's no doubt about it. I mean, you're talking about the guy that is going to win the the MVP of the league. Like, we're not in this position without him. So um, I couldn't be happier with just not only his performance, but how he, he led our football team, uh, all, all the little things he does within that locker room to ensure that everybody is locked in, focused, ready to go. So, um, yeah, absolutely. He will be here. For a long time. I know I said that before, but for a long time.
1: All right, Matt LaFleur talking about Aaron Rodgers. and Yeah, but that's really ultimately up to Aaron Rodgers. Now, again, the Packers would have to trade him. He still has two years left on his deal, but he doesn't have any guaranteed money left on the deal. That's what I don't think a lot of people understand. They Remember, in the NFL, it can be a very cruel world. That's why these players want to get that upfront money. They want to get those signing bonuses, and Aaron Rodgers had a front-loaded deal, so he's... Getting, you know, still 25 million a season, but it does pale. We laugh about this, but it pales in comparison to some of these other Hammond are getting 35 and 40 million a season. So, no guaranteed money. So, the Packers could actually trade him. But again, why would you? Why would you do that? Especially when you have a guy like Jordan Love, who is a marginal quarterback at best, backing him up. So, no, it's ludicrous. Said it last week. Say it again. To think that Aaron Rodgers is going to go somewhere else, and players get dejected, they get upset after their season comes to a crashing halt, especially when you lose an NFC Championship game on your home field. And yeah, there's no doubt the Packers were penciling themselves into the Super Bowl. They thought they would get by Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is going to win three games on the road, coming in as a number five seed and wild card. Are you kidding me? Yeah. did the Packers overlook them? Probably to a certain degree, but the bottom line is Brady, the Bucks, they got the job done. You know, they're going back home to play in their home stadium. And the Packers now are looking at, okay, here's another 13 and 3 season. And what do we get for it? Well, we're going home early.
2: Yeah, another uh, another loss at home in the NFC Championship game. So that certainly has to sting a little bit. But yeah, Rogers is coming off an, an MVP season. He's going to win the MVP. And if he doesn't, then they should maybe investigate that because yeah. he was the best player on the field this year in the regular season. And it pains me to say that. But I don't know about you, but when I saw the Stafford and golf thing, and I know you said we we're going to get in that a little yeah. bit later too, but. When I saw everything that they gave up for Stafford, and then I read that they had inquired about Rodgers and Green Bay, the first thing I thought was, well, if they gave up that for Stafford, what the hell would they have had to give it up for Aaron Aaron Rodgers after (laughs) the season he just had? Right. Yeah. All right. We're trading the L.A. Rams team for uh, Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) And we'll
1: probably never truly know if they had conversations with the Packers. But then again, if you're the Green Bay Packers, why would you do that? You wouldn't do that. There's no way in the world because Aaron Rodgers, like you said, coming off the season, he had 50 touchdown passes, five interceptions. Are you out of your mind for a guy like Jared Goff, which we've talked about, is getting a huge paycheck, bigger than Aaron Rodgers, believe it or not, but obviously hasn't lived up to that at all. So the Stafford-Goff thing, it makes sense because in my mind, those are two, I don't want to say middling quarterbacks, maybe slightly above average, but these guys are 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 not Aaron Rodgers. They're not Tom Brady, they're not even Drew Brees, not even Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, for, forget about it. They're definitely not Patrick Mahomes. So, that makes sense in in that world, but there's no way in the world the Green Bay Packers are going to let Aaron Rodgers go for a guy like Jared Goff. No way. Now, people are thinking, "Well, the, you know, going back to the West Coast stuff, and we talked about that. Could I see Aaron Rodgers in San Francisco?" Yes. Okay, because they 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 need a quarterback badly, but it wouldn't be a straight up trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. And the same thing with the Rams. Could you see Aaron Rodgers in L.A.? Yeah, you you definitely could see that. Uh, could you maybe see him in in Vegas, eh, West Coast? But again, Carr. But I don't think Rodgers would sign up to, to to play here. Again, he's not a big Vegas guy anyway to begin with. But then again, you know it's it's the Raiders. He wants to. Go warm weather. He'd like to play for a winner, so I think you kind of well, that would take the Raiders out of the mix. But um, yeah, you could see him playing in L.A. You could see him playing in San Francisco, but not for a swap like that.
2: No, I mean you would have to give up a ton to get him, and and rightfully so, you would have to give that up. And plus, he's got the familiarity. Plus, you and and you touched on this a, a little bit earlier. The last thing the Packers want is for Aaron Rodgers to go someplace and do what Brady has a chance to do down in Tampa Bay, and that's win a Super Bowl for somebody else. They saw number four almost win a Super Bowl for the Vikings. They don't want Rodgers to get away and all of a sudden become a winner and win for somebody else because the backlash in Green Bay would be unmerciful for them, and again, rightfully so. Right. I mean, you put Aaron Rodgers – let's say that he did go to the Rams – You put Rodgers there with Cooper Cup and some of the other talent they have and some of the running backs they have, and then that defense they have, they could get real good real quick. Yes. And could you imagine him winning a Super Bowl with somebody else? And then you have what? You have Jared three-pin golf for all the pins in his thumb or something like that who can't win in a – you're trading him to Green Bay, a quarterback that can't win when it gets below – 35 degrees. Right, yeah. yeah. Who's yeah. winless. Let, yeah. Let's send him to Green Bay. Cause yeah. that makes a lot of yeah. sense.
1: Again, none of it makes sense again for a lot of media. It's just, it's fodder. It's ridiculous. And again, that's why I, I do believe that. Yeah. They're not going to entertain that. They're not going to entertain something like that. Now. Matt Stafford may be a little bit different story because, again, I like Stafford. People ask me over the weekend, hey, who, who won that trade? Well, there's no question that the Rams got the better of it because the Rams have the better team than the Lions, and Stafford is a better quarterback than Jared Goff. I mean, that's not even a question, not only just from his skill set, but his experience that he has. But is either one of those guys capable of really winning the Super Bowl? Probably not. But if anybody, I'd probably give a slight edge to Stafford.
2: If if it was straight up, I would give it to that. But with all the number one draft picks and everything else that the Lions got, too, and Stafford is long in the tooth and has that knock on him, whether right or wrong, that he can't win a big game, certainly in the playoffs on the road or whatever, I'm not so sure that, I mean, quarterback for quarterback, I think they won it. But when you throw in everything else, they gave up a ton. Yeah,
1: exactly. So their mode, obviously, the Rams, is to win now because they've got nothing oh, coming up with draft picks. They got absolutely nothing for like the next 7 years. So, yeah, we got to look at that very very carefully, but but I don't know, and we'll talk more about this later, but this is intriguing for me. It's it's definitely intriguing because, you know, I like this Rams team, but I don't like Goff, but Stafford makes them
2: more of a contender in my opinion than they were with Jared Goff. I think he does too, but I still want to see what he can do in a big moment in a big game. Yeah. Now he's got no excuses right now, but not with that defense there. Right. If if the if they were missing one piece and that piece was the quarterback, now it's time for him to finally show that he yeah. is this elite quarterback that we keep on hearing about in Detroit for all these years. Yeah.
1: Again, no help around him, and when when they had help, like Calvin Johnson, people they they would send him away. You know. Again, they've, they've done that. And well, they don't want to succeed in Detroit. It would ruin who they are. <laughs> All right. We come back. We go to Tampa. We get the vibe from Super Bowl 55. TJ Reeves will join us, the Buck sideline reporter. That'll be fun we got a whole football week planned for you this week, culminating, of course, at the Cosmopolitan on Friday. Come on out and join us from 2 to 4 p.m. Mike Pritchard will join us, and uh, we'll have a plethora of other guests as well, too, as uh, we get ready for the big game. We'll talk about the betting angles and a whole lot more all week long. It is the T.C. Martin Show on a Monday afternoon quarterback edition of what? Oh, the Pro Bowl virtual? Is that weird?
2: This is the first time it's not a Monday afternoon quarterback edition. In, in a new month. It's February. There it is. February 1st, when we're going to go from talking about Aaron Rodgers to the Jolly Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> and Don't forget what tomorrow is. You know what tomorrow is, don't you, Bill Murray? A uh, day I, that I, keeps on repeating itself. There you go. I just <laughs> gave you the hint. There
1: it is. Yes, Numb Chuck does not even know what day it is. There it is.
2: That's it, Puck Satani Phil. Yeah.
1: Make sure you get some good groundhog day uh, sound bites for us tomorrow. All right, Puck Satani Phil. Will he see the shadow? Who knows? All right, TJ Reese. I don't know if he can see his shadow because he's got it all going in t- Tampa. Well, you Bay. thought it was
2: overcast there today, so maybe not. Maybe do. All right. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. There you go. <laughs>
1: well, I'm saying goodbye to people. Here we go. TC Martin show on a Manic Monday. The TC Martin show is back. Yes!
2: Yes! What are you doing? It's just a halftime. Yes, this is my favorite part of the game. TC Martin. Yes!
1: All right, it is Super Bowl week, and where's the action? Oh, that's right. It's at the epicenter of the sporting world. As I've been told numerous times during the past 10 months or so, and who is at the center of that? The one, the only, T.J. Reeves, the Buck sideline reporter. What is going on, my man? Always good to be with
0: ETC, Martin, but especially good as we flip the calendar to February, Super Bowl week, and it's here in Tampa Bay. Now it is Groundhog Day tomorrow. Of course, every day in your life is Groundhog Day, it seems like, T.C., but for the rest of us, tomorrow is Groundhog Day. So I, I just want to know, if the groundhog sees his shadow, does that persuade you that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should be your pick for Super Bowl 55? What say you?
1: What say me? Let's uh, get in touch with Poxitani Phil. and uh, Let's see what he has to say. There he is right there. Let's in go Let's go live to Poxitani Phil. Breaking news. There, Breaking news. There he is. He, he's got the, uh, the, the goofball's got the hat on. Wait a minute. Bill Murray's in the picture. Bill, get out of the picture. What are you talking about? I've seen this before. The clock has hit 6 o'clock, and there goes that same song again by whoever it was, the Mamas and the Papas. I don't know what's going on here, but it's gray as can be there in Pennsylvania, and it sounds like it's gray as can be in Tampa, Florida. You tell me, my friend. Yeah, it's been a little overcast today. Now, it was very nice this weekend, a little cooler, a little cold front moved in,
0: which cool for us means it's 53 degrees instead of 73 or 83 degrees. Just like us so here. a little cooler. Same
1: thing. Yep.
0: Yeah, a little, little cooler here, but it, I just saw this from the local weather. Again, what do they know, three days in advance or two days in advance? But they are saying six days from now it looks like looks like high 60s, Uh, for the high on Sunday and around kickoff about 65 degrees. They are concerned about the R word rain possibly being in the forecast, but it could move through and not be a factor for the game. One more thing, the playing surface at Raymond James Stadium every year is voted by the NFL Players Association as either the best or one of the two best fields in the NFL it's not going to be a problem, even if there is a little rain while the game is going on. Let's say it's not going to be that big of a deal. So let's see. It looks like pretty good weather forecast, and it has been. It's been an unusual time, and today was an unusual media day for Super Bowl Fifty Five. And I know you want to talk about that as well.
2: Well, isn't it kind of fitting that it's overcast leading up to Super Bowl Sunday, since Tampa Bay is trying to make championship lightning strike twice?
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, very nice. Very nice pun with the Stanley Cup champion. <laughs> Uh, Lightning's A.T.C. Martin, you continue to belittle me mentioning to you over and over again that we were the epicenter of sports while the Lightning were winning the Cup, while the the Rays made it all the way to the World Series after being forced, forced to go out to San Diego, California, west of you, and play the Yankees and the Astros uh, in the abandoned San Diego Stadium with no fans, uh, and then forced to not be able to play home games, but to go play the Dodgers in Arlington, Texas, but that's okay. Uh, The end result is the Rays came up just short of the World Series, but now here are the Buccaneers after three road wins, very much alive. So this is the third time in six months the Tampa Bay area is going for a professional sports
1: championship. So this this is a big deal. Wait a minute, TJ Reeves, and more breaking news, as you should know. Just being the type of guy you are, not only that, but coming up in in April, brother. Ooh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. WrestleMania's coming to Tampa Bay, Raymond James Stadium, 2 TJ Reeves. You guys are going to try to do it again. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So not only that, you got WrestleMania. What you gonna do, brother, when WrestleMania, TC, Ballpark Frank, maybe even the Nunchuck, come running for you.
0: I know you. Uh, you love the wrestling. I, I love no, the wrestling. I'm not, not anymore. And now the thing is, they they scuttled this a year ago, <laughs> and the WWE is now being very good to the area and coming back with that huge event. Although, again, it's going to be a similar thing like the Super Bowl, where instead of having seventy thousand people there, they're going to be able to have like fifteen or twenty thousand spread out all over the stadium. The interesting thing, while we digress for 3.9 seconds like every other interview we do on this show, uh, is that they have been holding those uh, wrestling matches, the, the WWE Monday Night Raw and the Friday Night Smackdown, the live thing on Fox. They've been holding those at the, at the home of the Tampa Bay Rays at Tropicana Field in the same setup, wrestling live twice every week. They spent over $3 million for that setup, that production the equipment, the people, the personnel, all the stuff that they've brought in, and they've been wrestling for the better part of all of January, and they will continue to go, I believe, until like mid-March and continue to wrestle there. So they're being good to this area because that that has bailed out his ability to have some kind of atmosphere for a television audience uh, for the WWE in uh, that big event. So it's a year delayed. Remember, they didn't have it at all a year ago. They had to cancel it during the pandemic. So there's the, there's the wrestling update on the TC Martin show on a Monday afternoon. And
1: there you go. No one puts it back. What do you keep ringing the bell for? Like family feud. Do you think he's in the fast money round or something there? What's what? I mean, he just ran his way through the whole 22nd thing. At Showtime. Sean Porter can't even get on the show because TJ's rambling so much. Yeah,
2: I, I think he keeps on ringing the bell because he thinks the wrestlers are coming from the behind because the submissions in and they haven't called the match yet. <laughs> all right. <laughs> (laughs) They won! Let
1: go! Two! My foot's on the rope! Stop the count of two. There it is. You should have seen it, TJ Ruse. There it is. My foot was on the rope. All right. I believe you. So, anyway, uh, six days away. From Super Bowl mm-hmm. 55. Tell us what the vibe is like. Uh, people, are they still coming to town? Are they, are they there early, taking pictures around the Lombardi Trophy? What's going on? Give us that well, atmosphere. You saw
0: the Reeves clan got a photo off around the Lombardi Trophy, and it was neat to be around that down at the NFL experience yesterday. Uh, again, they're practicing social distancing, and they have a, a fraction of what they would normally have be allowed in and around downtown Tampa to be around this stuff. Um, but it was still, it was neat. It was a nice day weather wise, uh, et cetera. And we do suspect that there will be thousands and thousands that will be coming in here. I know I saw another report on the local news here that Tampa International Airport. Has already said, hey, we, we are fully expecting thousands to come through here over the course of Thursday, Friday, Saturday to be in and around. How many of them have tickets or can get tickets, especially from the Midwest or Kansas City, remains to be seen. And keep in mind, there are a lot of people that love to come socialize, be around this. There will not be near as many. It will probably be like 25%, maybe 35% uh, of, of what's normally at a Super Bowl, but there will be some people here so it was just interesting to be around that yesterday the nfl has got a lot of that set up downtown tampa they did a virtual media day today as i mentioned which was definitely strange uh because again typically this is a big event the last few years uh, including in miami last year they would have this in a convention center or in an arena where they allowed several thousand fans to come in and watch And you've got hundreds of members of the media, T.C. I don't know if you've ever been involved with this, uh, with covering media day at the Super Bowl, but I've been there on a couple of occasions, and it's a free-for-all with hundreds of media, including international media, et cetera. None of that today. All of it was on Zoom. All of it was virtual for the Buccaneers and the Chiefs today, so that's definitely another reminder of how odd all of this is.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, media day is one of probably the most popular days of the year for media, especially the non-sports media, as I like to say. And it's probably one of the most disturbing days for the veteran players. And we saw Marshawn Lynch take it to a whole other level, when he didn't want to talk to anybody. But a lot of the guys <laughs> do not like it. They get burned out with the, the, the goofy questions. He was questions. the T.C. Martin line that you use on a regular basis. I'm just here, so
0: I don't get fined. Yeah, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So we we do miss that, and I think a lot of people love seeing the uh, the craziness that goes on. We do have a news update uh, on uh, the media zoom nunchuck. Breaking news
0: from Patrick Mahomes today. He was asked by a kid reporter if he was going to be a certain type of animal certain type of, uh, of aggressive animal. He said he would be a wolf. He picked a wolf, and then he joked about Travis Kelsey, that Kelsey couldn't be anything like a wolf, that, that Kelsey should be a giraffe. These are the hard-hitting questions that we have all missed out on, uh, because Media Day was virtual today.
1: I, I don't even know why we need nunchuck. I mean, you're sitting here running the show now. You're producing the show. You're calling for the breaking news. You're you're just leading us in the direction. You're answering the questions before I even ask you the questions. Yeah, I know. Why I'll can't try. you just settle down a little bit over there? This is the best
0: segment you have had in weeks. Continue on the roll, my
1: friend. Let's go. <laughs> best segment of weeks. Go ahead. Oh, I, Frank had something to say here. I think you. You stumped us all, but anyway, back to yeah, the whole the whole media day thing you know, is virtual, and I saw a Rob Gronkowski thing today, and he was he was chilling <laughs> out. I saw Sal Palantonio hanging out by the pool today. I mean, yeah, th- this is very strange and very different, but I think for a lot of the traditional sports media, they're actually enjoying this in a non-circus type of, of atmosphere. But again, it's got to be totally different because this is something that really is is one of the highlights outside of the game of Super Bowl week. So definitely well, a, a different look, a different feel. I'm I'm sure there's probably not even radio row that's happening this year. So and what they
0: have what they have is at the at the convention center right by the hockey arena They have a scaled-back version where local Tampa Bay radio is there. Kansas City radio, I think, is going to be there a little later in the week. They have several other outlets, national outlets like Sirius XM, NFL radio, which is obviously uh, big, CBS, uh, Sports Network, ESPN radio, some of these like the Dan Patrick show that's obviously huge and syndicated everywhere in its own entity. They are elsewhere. I'm not even sure if they're here yet or they'll be here later in the week because again, the normal, what you're referring to, the normal parade of celebrities and stars that are doing interviews and coming around, that's not there yet and may not be here uh, in anything more than like a a 10 to 25 percent range of celebrities and stars that would be around it. So it is definitely scaled back, socially distanced. It's not near what it is in a typical year where you will have, let's say, a hundred outlets of local radio and national outlets, including TV, in the same convention center area. It's not anywhere near that right now.
2: Although it's obviously very different with the Zoom calls and the virtual interviews and all that kind of stuff, in some ways is it better because you're not in that throng of the people with a zillion crazies running all over the place? And is it easier or more difficult to get a question to the players right now?
0: Well, the the hard part is there's so many people in the Zoom, you don't know when they're going to call on you if you can get a question. And that's, and that's the case if you're around – Brady or Mahomes anyway at one of these, you're more than likely not going to get a question in if you're not the NFL Network or you're not ESPN or one of those, you're going to struggle to do it. Um, and in fact, Brady, actually, the, the video has been out there. Brady took a quick picture, and I haven't seen him post a picture of the of the several dozen reporters that were virtually in his Zoom around him because it's just different because typically he would have a hundred people around his little podium where he was sitting for this media day, and he's done this so many times. Um, it's ridiculous. I mean, I was, I was uh, talking with a friend of mine that's helping the NFL with PR, and he said, hey, I remember being here for the Steelers in Tampa. He's talking about Steelers, Cardinals, the great finish, uh, Larry Fitzgerald scoring in the final minute and a half on the catch and run for the Cardinals, then Dick Ben led the drive down and threw the game-winning touchdown pass. He said, hey, that was the first one that I worked was right here in Tampa. He goes, now I have worked uh, all of these since for 12 of them. He goes, like six of them have had Tom Brady in them. <laughs> so over and over and over again, it's been the Patriots and now the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. It is, it is remarkable how synonymous he has become with the Super Bowl in the 2000s, guys.
1: TJ Reeves joins us, the Bucs sideline Reporter, live from Tampa, getting ready for Super Bowl 55 coming up on Sunday. Final thing here about the media day and everything we've seen an evolution of this, not just uh, the Super Bowl coming up with these type of restrictions, but just the way we cover sports now. Again, you're with the Bucs. You couldn't come out here to Vegas. You didn't go broadcast on the road. We talked to Wayne Larrabee with the Packers. They're broadcasting uh, only the home games. And then on game day, they're basically sitting in Lambeau Field doing the away games. This is the way it is with all of radio. Do you think that we are going to continue to see this in the future. Once we get past the pandemic, I'm just have this feeling that maybe the NFL and some of these other leagues are going to be so comfortable with not having reporters around the locker room area. And again, NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball, everything, because that's always kind of been a thing like, uh, you know, the players really don't like it. We don't like them invading our privacy. This gave them an excuse not to have these throngs of media around them. Do you think that maybe this is going to maybe lead to what we're doing now to be traditional for media in the future?
0: I think it's a great question, and that's a fear, that's the word I'll use, that a lot of us have at the sports league's will continue to implement things like this. I believe they will begin to loosen up and relent when, the when obviously, it's safer. The social uh, guidelines will probably still be in place, but when it's safer uh, to be around, they probably will relent and allow some of this to go on uh, because the coverage, especially on the local level for the different teams, has been so greatly hindered by this because you haven't been able to get access to any of the guys And so to drum up support in the local markets, of course, all the games are on TV and you can watch them on Fox and CBS and Monday night football and Thursday night football and see all that. But it has greatly hindered the ability to get to know the players better, have the reporters tell the stories, cover the teams, cover the game inside out on the local level. But I think, I think there will be probably some give and take, but you will have some of that access uh, returning, I mean, you love this uh, about me when I'm self-deprecating. I keep getting asked about not dealing with Tom Brady one-on-one at any point this year, and I jokingly and self-deprecatingly said he doesn't really even know who I am because I would have been interviewing him pregame, game all the time, but because of the, of the pandemic, I've not had any access to him. But I go on to say he hasn't known who I was for the previous 20 years while he's in New England. So year 21 is no different than the first 20 that Brady doesn't know him. Some T.J. Reeves from the guy you know down the street that's that's selling a Super Bowl T-shirt. Which, by the way, there's a lot of that uh, counterfeiting going on. Uh, especially when people can't uh, get the get the letters right on the on the Super Bowl oh, LV logo. And, and I guarantee you one guy,
1: I guarantee you one guy for sure will be there hucking some T-shirts, and that's our man Virgil. That's right, <laughs> Virgil will be there. He's everywhere. He was on the Capitol steps there at the the brawl, at the mall, or whatever you want to have, call. It.
0: But does he have the Super Bowl LV correct? Not oh. Super Bowl hey. Live or misspelled words. You got to be careful of that stuff.
2: This is true. All right. Okay, so today was media day. Tomorrow's Groundhog Day, but what does the rest of your week look like now? What is the media access and things going to do? What does the rest of T.J. Reeves' week look like leading up to Super Bowl so Sunday? So the
0: interesting thing is, as we speak on Monday afternoon, I, I do not know that there's an answer yet on where am I allowed to be in Raymond James Stadium. We believe it's in an operational zone, but we're to- I was told last week that's not going to be the front row that CBS the television network may be allowed to have their people in the front row so I will not be allowed on the field but I don't know if I am if I, if I am roaming speaking of wrestling like Sting the wrestler with the face paint like up in the rafters and somewhere else trying to cover the game with a wireless microphone so I've got to determine later in the week where am I allowed to be and my stuff will ramp up more later uh, in this week, when we get closer to game time and get conversations with Bruce Arians, et cetera, again, all of that is done by Zoom. I don't wait, even wait, talk wait, to the coach wait coach. Wait. Time out, rewind, yeah. stand yeah.
1: by. You are T.J. Reeves, the Buck yeah. sideline reporter. Let's go to the sidelines and let's get that injury update from T.J. Reeves. Here's Bruce <laughs> Arians coming to the locker room. What are you talking about? Uh, up in the rafters, you're the sideline reporter. Do I need to come and represent you? We need to tell these Hamanagers. The sideline reporter needs to be on the sideline, not in the front you. row, not up in the concourse, you. You not those cheap seats in the 300 section you were talking about I'm going for $6,800. $6, Come on, I'm man. I'm with you. Preach
0: on. But, I, again, those three letters NFL get to decide where I'm going to be <laughs> and what I'm going to do. So I will report back to you yeah. later in the week. You know what else it stands is for, my, too, uh, don't you? song interview here. I'll report back to you later in the week about where they're going to have me. But, yes, I, I anticipate because, again, it's the same thing for mm-hmm. Kansas City. And, uh, and their third person that they have, National Radio is going to have a, a person there for Westwood One. So they've got to figure out where that's going to be and what kind of access we're going to have, especially after the game is over, to being able to interview players. Because typically, you guys know this, and anybody that's watched, when the Super Bowl is over, the confetti's coming down, they're putting the stage up on the field, there are reporters everywhere interviewing players. Okay, So we know that's not going to happen. So now the question becomes, What happens in the free-for-all for for players to be interviewed after the game is over with? Because there's no access to them in the locker room. They're not going to have them in in media rooms, uh, anywhere where anybody can get to them other than virtually on a a Zoom or a video conferencing call. So there's a lot still to be uh, uh, answered, but these are good problems to have. These are first-world problems. We look forward to that later this week as Super Bowl 55 approaches here in Tampa Bay.
1: And we know the NFL also stands, not for long, my friend. That's what's going on with you right now. <laughs> well, and, and it kind of sounds like
2: uh, with where they might have you, you might be dropping some of that confetti on the field afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, you t- maybe, could be, very nice. You know, to it's T.J. Reeves' nice. rafter reporter just doesn't have the same ring to it as sideline it reporter. <laughs> exactly. It, it does not. I'll but t- I,
0: I, can, I can assure you of this, knowing my Buccaneer boss, and I know you got to roll in a second, uh, if if there are other reporters in and around a certain area he will make uh, abundantly clear This is our stadium. That's our guy. He's got to be somewhere around that. I'm confident in him. Here's our guy.
1: Here's our guy, TJ Reeves, in charge of confetti. Can you imagine TJ Reeves dropping the, was it pewter color? Uh, The pewter Pewter. color. Yeah, pewter and red. Yeah, Yeah, definitely pewter. No doubt about it. That's the confetti you're dropping. TJ Reeves making it rain at the Super Bowl. There it is. (laughs) In the rain. Maybe in the rain. Oh, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. There he is at the top of the rafters right now with the face paint on of the putrid and pewter red. On the face, T.J. Reeves. There he is. There's your theme song, my man. You like that? I'm liking it. I'm going to like it more when we get closer to Sunday here and Super Bowl
0: 55. Uh, Again, uh, it's going to be something else to have the Buccaneers Host this thing, and I know the Chiefs are going for the back to back, but man, oh man, the Buccaneers with a chance to finish off what would really be a remarkable storybook, crazy season with Tom Brady coming to the Bucks and trying to win the whole thing. So we're getting amped up. We still got a few days away to get warmed up for all of this.
1: We're going to be ready to go. All right, there he is uh, with his Sting theme music right there. That's depressing. There it is. All right, my man. Hey, we look forward to talking with you towards the end of the week. We'll get you back on. I know your your week is ramping up, uh, and we appreciate you taking the time. And like I said earlier, before you came out, in all seriousness, this is great for you and any broadcaster who gets to reach their pinnacle and cover the team that they have uh, playing for a championship in any sport. So I, I'm happy for you. I'm glad that we get to pipe into you, and we'll we'll have you on towards the end of the week. Uh, with with more breaking news live from Tampa Bay, Super Bowl 55. You
0: know, if you need the info from the epicenter of sports, I am here for the TC. That's Martin right, Show. and let's let's be honest. I
1: mean, you're getting a lot of requests. I mean, tell it like it is. I mean, th- this is this is priority one for you, my friend. Right? You got to tell it like it yeah, is. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, you got to me early, and I will be uh, bowing to the TC Martin show again later on in the week. I'm always yeah. here for you guys. See, remember, uh,
1: just, just we, please. We had this life. guy when they were like one and two or one and three or whatever. See, and then they put together the win streak and win seven games on the road. You know, and then they go ahead and they win the three uh, road playoff games as the number five. Yep. See, no, no, no. See, we claimed him a long time ago. He knows yes, where did. his loyalty is at. Not these Johnny Come Latelys from West Virginia or Nashville, right. Tennessee, or somewhere else. Or Birmingham, Alabama, or Bangor, Maine, or maybe Bangkok, whatever that is. No,
2: T.J. Reeves, he's loyal. That's it. I just want to know whose name is on the baseball bat things that he's carrying around. Is it Wade <laughs> Boggs or is it a current Devil Ray? <laughs> and the Devil is no more. Remember that. There you go. Yeah, this thing's an old timer, though. That's it. All I know is
0: I'm leaving you now. You can look this up on YouTube. But Mrs. Reeves and friends of ours were actually there at the arena in Tampa. The old WCW wrestling pay-per-view where they had all of the different guys dressed up as Sting with the baseball bats in all of the entryways of all of the levels of the place. And then they, like, left the air on the pay-per-view or Monday night or whatever that was, we were in the house that night. So I don't know if anything crazy like that's going to happen in Super Bowl 55, but I'm just, you jogged my memory on wrestling from 25 years ago. There you go. There
1: you go. I think he had a Greg Vaughn autograph bat and that or Jose Canseco. <laughs> there you go. A shout out to my guy from SAC. There you go. Alright, brother. Be good. We'll talk to you later. Enjoy. You
0: boys behave. Always great to be on in Vegas. Looking forward to Super Bowl 55. Right. Looking forward to being on later in the week. There Babe, you go.
1: See ya. Alrighty then. T.J. Reeves of Buck sideline Report. I can't even do a sting voice to take Because he never talked, did he? I mean, come on There you go Back with more next hour The T.C. Martin Show How evil does that sound? I like the baseball bat reference That's good